welcome to Talent Pass, where I talk with SaaS companies on how they are doing their talent acquisition. In today's episode, I'm talking with Alava Labs, a fast-growing SaaS company, and their head of people, Linnea Baiwal. And we are discussing how to hire people in a fair and objective ways. And let's start today's episode with typical challenges that companies are having in their recruitment when moving to more fair and objective way of hiring. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the biggest, like the biggest reason for why companies aren't doing this is because the feedback loop when it comes to hiring is so slow. Um, when you, you know, start a process, it's always super urgent and you needed that person on board yesterday. And then you uh, rush through those weeks that it actually takes to hire someone. Um, and then there's usually like a notice period and then they start and then there's onboarding. And all of a sudden from that like super rushed startup meeting, it's been, you know, nine plus months until we actually see the results. And by that time, both the hiring manager and the recruiter are, you know, somewhere else focusing on something else. And we forget to follow up how things are actually going. So I think that's one aspect that we don't really, we rarely, uh, I would say, follow up on both quality, but also um, diversity, candidate experience. It's really hard to actually measure a lot of those things and therefore we measure the easy things like time to hire, which in at least my opinion is not necessarily very relevant. So I think that's kind of the foundation of why we're not seeing improvement. Um, and then I think the other uh, other part of it is like why companies aren't successful in, in hiring in an objective and fair way. I think it's because you kind of see this as um, this huge project and that it's really difficult, uh, but it's, you forget about the small iterations. Uh, it's really like in the details that, you know, the magic happens and it doesn't have to be this huge project. It's more like, let's be better every day. So I think that that's mentality can sometimes be missing. Um, and, um, I thought one third thing, but now I forgot it. Maybe that was the smartest, the smartest aspect, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) at least uh, the the measuring and the feedback loop and uh, the fact that you need like the small iterations is uh, two aspects that we need to consider. And I also like always like to think about the why, like why companies should be doing this. And of course there are kind of human reasons for this. Like you want to be fair, you want to be objective towards all the candidates, give all the same experience make fair choices but is there some other reasons that one like some business benefits you see from kind of doing hiring in this way uh from hiring in a more objective way yeah um for sure so i think the there's two reasons um one is that when we hire in a more objective way what we need to focus on uh, is like move away from the uh, like subjective uh, biases where people tend to hire people that they like, that they're similar to, uh, you know, completely unintentional, but still. And instead, we need to focus on the aspects that are actually important for the job. So I think the uh, the biggest business like impact here is that we are forced to focus on more relevant aspect when we hire and therefore we'll end up with talent that are actually more suitable for the job. And then if we kind of 
see where that what that leads to is pretty much that we end up with a with a workforce that are better you know equipped to be successful on the job in their role but also most often more successful to grow with the company um so the biggest implications is that you will probably see uh, better results better outcomes uh that together with the fact that we will also see like a wider set of diversity um in the company because when we base our decisions on more objective um relevant matters we will see that the like ratio between gender between age between like ethnicity it will be a wider variation compared to like traditional hiring and we know from like so much research that when we have a diverse workforce and when we actually include that workforce in a successful way we have much better like a much better baseline to um you know f- uh, foster innovation to uh, reach out to new markets but also to just like outperform other companies so it's both like the right person in the right role kind of aspect but also the diversity aspect that will most likely increase and create like substantial differences to hiring yeah and to the organization exactly a lot of a lot of benefits but it, it's so weird kind of even though like i know that there is a lot of benefits still it's like super super hard for example if i think about our own hiring for example me i'm super like analytical and number guy it's super easy to kind of fall in love with people who are super similar to kind of my skill set and how i look at the kind of world and then for example, my co-founder a super emotional emotionally intelligence person and she's looking for people kind of kind of people people and mm-hmm. it's super easy to kind of see those traits in people that kind of you can see in yourself but at the same time i think that's kind of extremely uh, big risk if you do that so much so maybe then we could hop into kind of how, how to actually do this so how, how right. to get to that level so <laughs> where, where, where would you start like there's someone now listening like hey i i need to take my hiring to that next level to be more fair more objective like where, where would you start So I think like building on what you said like I think cuz I think that's a great example where we are kind of a little bit blinded by you know our own uh preferences and flaws and you know expectations I think to some extent the realization that that's the fact is often a good first step of realizing that hiring can be better even if you have like I mean, I've worked um, with hiring for, in some shape or form, for like ten years now. I I don't like our hiring pers- process here at Alva is like far from perfect, uh, because there's still so much we can improve. Um, so I think like realizing that you're not a perfect decision maker when it comes to hiring, regardless of your education, your background, your experience. Um, that's a good first step. But taking that aside. Uh, I would start with uh, having some sort of like baseline. You kind of need to know where you start from. So, how, how successful is your hiring from these aspects, like diversity, from quality, uh, from you know all those those important factors uh, to begin with, and then I would start small. So I would find you know one thing to change, um, maybe 
let's add like a written reference where everyone is being sent the same questions rather than, you know, traditional reference calling. It's a small thing, but that will make an impact. Uh, maybe we can have one standardized question in our interviews. Uh, maybe we can, you know, add um, anonymous applications through, you know, it's just a switch in your, your ATS. Uh, like start small and see what works for you because there's so many things you can do and you need to try what actually works. And then that in combination with, I guess, uh, <laughs> hijack one hiring manager that's willing to try. Um, yeah. And because it's going to be a lot easier to roll this out into an organization if you have a successful example. And as I see it, like coming from HR, coming from, from recruitment, it's not a given that we will have a seat at the table, that people will automatically accept everything that we're doing. In some organizations, that's the case and others not. So having someone else like kind of tell the tale for you and, you know, do the business case for you where they have been part of it and saw the, the great effects, uh, that can be really, really powerful. So uh, to sum it up, I mean, uh, know your limits uh, as a first thing, um, mm. have a baseline, start small and find someone that's willing to try. Very good tips. Very good tips. I, I think there are people listening kind of similar, similar to me. I'm thinking like, okay, hey, now we have our talent acquisition strategy. We should have a different section on how to hire fair and objective way over there and build a strategy on that one and do big, big things. But I, I think it's super, super important what you mentioned there, really to start small with, with something. And I think the hiring manager part, like super important. I think and if we then look at the kind of long-term game. So kind of, of course, starting small, but then eventually, hopefully, kind of getting in a great position with this one. I, I think as a recruiter, it might be super easy to get excited. But then, of course, kind of getting all the hiring managers involved, getting all the team members involved in the long term is, is like super important for for this, for sure. Yeah, and as, as I as I see it, every hire counts. Every hire is like too important not to make some improvements. So, I mean, you could take the route of like, let's make this strategic work and let's workshop and let's do, you know, uh, this big scope to change everything at once. But then what happens with those hires that, you know, that you're doing during, during those six months? Um, I would rather do a little bit to improve for all those hires um, yeah, and yeah. start you know, right away because it's too important not to do it. You don't have time to to wait for that perfect, uh, perfectly aligned strategy where everything's just, um, you know, step by step and this is how and this is why. Uh, there's no time. What do you think, like, one actually quite typical thing happening for, I think, a lot of recruitment agencies, us included every now and then, uh, is the fact that kind of if we are looking for a new person to join our customer team, where things of course start from is kind of defining the profile, like what kind of person we are looking for the team, what are the hard skills, what are the soft skills, what are the kind of must have, what are nice have things of that person. And then we end up in a situation that we found a person that seems to be extremely good match for the company. Uh, it ticks all the books that they mentioned. Hey, these are the must-have. These are the things on in culture perspective. These are things in skills and match all the boxes. Then we bring in that candidate, and then the client company is like, "Looks good, but I want to have some alternatives." So they are not comparing the person against what kind of person they need in the company. 
at the moment to reach their business goals, but they want to actually uh, have other persons to compare that person against. So what, what do you think on that one? <laughs> yeah, you know how stand-up comedy is funny because you can, it's relatable. Uh, this is, uh, I, I want to laugh because it's so relatable, but I also want to cry a little bit uh, because it's so relatable. Um, yeah, I, I've met this so many times and I, I don't have a solution. I don't have a perfect answer, but my, my guess <laughs> is that making a decision creates anxiety. Uh, that was one of those aspects that we talked a lot about, uh, like when I started to become a psychologist, like it's fantastic to have options, but options and uh, making choices creates anxiety. And a lot of organizations, I would say when, when you boil it down, they understand that it matters, like who we bring in will matter. Mm. And it's easier to make a choice if we have, at least on paper, it sounds and feels like it would be easier if I can compare this to someone. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think this is something that we need to ask like recruiters address early on um, that how should we, you know, evaluate candidates? What does good look like? How, when will you be ready to make a decision? Kind of have that conversation early and then be able to, um, like ideally almost have it in writing. Uh, we have, when we do hiring internally at Alva, we have, you know, Slack channels for the hiring team where we post like updates and okay, discussions. So we can almost like revert back to, okay, we've already covered this. This is what we mm -hmm. said. This is what good looks like. This is our, um, you know, the way that we, that we want to do hiring. Because when you find yourself in that position of like, okay, now as like the hiring manager, I need to to make the decision. And if it fails, it's going to, you know, revert back to me. And to some extent, I think that's like going back to the first question we covered, like what's the, what's the problem with, with hiring and why is it so hard? I think this is one of those, uh, another aspect actually, that it's easy to feel that you need to be 100% confident in your hire. And the way to do that is measure more things, have more data, uh, compare, but the problem with that is that most companies end up measuring the same thing over and over again, that you kind of create this false sense of security. Uh, mm. My philosophy would rather be like, how can we measure as little as possible, but is as relevant as possible, and then kind of jump, <laughs> leap of faith. Yeah. And like, we, we made our best decision. It's, it's not, we're all not going to be successful all the time, uh, but hopefully as often as possible. So um, I think this is hard to avoid completely because it's part of like the human nature, but mm. us as like talent acquisitions, recruiters need to kind of lead the hiring manager here uh, and help them make sound decisions and not, you know, get fools into this, uh, security trap where they just want more and more and more. Uh, we need to, that's one of the reasons why we close our, um, job ads before we have like signed someone. If we have enough candidates, mm -hmm. we will close, like take down the job ad or like the, the listing of the job simply because, okay, now we have a pool of candidates. If we keep it open, there's always that, oh, but maybe someone better will come along. Um, but then we kind of lock that opportunity simply to force the hiring manager to, to make a decision. Yeah. Super interesting. Super interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think regarding kind of the decision making, like 
like I have personal background from sales and over sales, like I studied a lot about decision making when kind of companies are buying. And what I really focus in sales actually a lot is uh, the decision making and talking about the decision making super early on already. So I understand the decision making process. And I think that is something that maybe recruiters should be doing kind of even more, like really kind of set up that super clear decision making kind of rules already in the beginning, like with the hiring manager. Of course, I, I think everyone asks like those questions, like what kind of person we are looking for and so forth. But kind of having that discussion already in the beginning, like, hey, if these boxes are ticked, then it is a yes. Uh, rather than kind of going through multiple recruitment processes and then in the end kind of having that discussion on the on the decision, I think that might might help around that one. And for example, if I think how we, we have built that one, you, you mentioned there that it's super easy to have like multiple things that you are looking in a candidate. And I can totally, totally agree on that one because we, we did our first version of them. Kind of must have things and nice have things on the, on the candidates. And it's super easy to write down so many things over there. And then just try to kind of prioritize like which is important for us, I think, kind of in this stage, for example, one thing that like I was like super key to having is kind of everyone having a kind of sales and marketing mindset that they are ready to do that kind of work since we are kind of in the beginning and everyone needs to be doing that one. So for example, for me, that is a must have in all the roles we are hiring and we have kind of wrote that down. It is a must have. And if someone doesn't possess that skill or maybe better to say that mindset, uh, like we are not making the hiring decisions. So it's a, it's interesting. Hiring is mm. not, not easy, not easy for sure. No. And I think what you bring up here, like, as you say, in a startup meeting, we will most often end up with this loop, like really long wish list. Mm. Like we want all of this and all these qualities and all these experiences and uh, fairy tales and unicorns and rainbows. And it's really easy to sit in that like startup meeting and see it as, at least as a recruiter, like, okay, great. Now I, I have a lot of information. But what we need to keep in mind is that that meeting sets the expectations for the hiring manager. If you sit yeah. there and nod and like write all of them down without questioning, they're going to think that you're like agreeing and that you're going to find someone that ticks all those boxes. And going back to kind of the topic of, of this of this episode where, you know, objective hiring, I guarantee that on that list, there's aspect that will like minimize the opportunities to make objective hiring decisions. Um, mm. Because very often we will favor aspects such as uh, experience, such as coming from a certain industry, certain school. And what we're doing then is often making it a lot harder for people that aren't as maybe like privileged, that hasn't had those opportunities before, but not necessarily that they're not suitable for the role that you're hiring for. But so often already in the startup meeting, we tend to exclude like parts of the candidate pool that could be like highly relevant for the position. So I like having that mindset of like, this is where we actually almost make the hiring decision. Uh, it's mm. kind of like, should set the bar for how important that meeting is. And, you know, doing iterations to that is probably one of the, the key aspects to a successful mm. recruiting process. Exactly. Exactly. 
But then kind of if we look at the other side, so kind of potential failure. So kind of if we think about the kind of steps you mentioned there, how to get to the kind of fair and objective way of hiring, like where do you think the kind of typical pitfalls over there are? What are the risks where companies typically fail on those? Mm. Um, one common challenge I've uh, experienced and like see a lot is where you will have almost like believers or non-believers, uh, where say you have a, a hiring manager that has hired a lot and think that they're really good at hiring. Mm. Come in then with a suggestion saying that you're actually not that good at hiring. You're actually not that good at understanding who's a good fit. That's not a great starting point for discussion <laughs> and uh, uh, convincing uh, strategy. So I think it can be really challenging where you have uh, people in the organization that are uh, like really opposed to this way of hiring because they either don't necessarily like understand it, see the benefits, mm-hmm. um, or that they have a really like strong belief in their own way of doing it. So I think that's one pitfall with like stakeholders standing in your way. So there's a yeah. lot of stakeholder management. Um, but then I think it's also this going back to, you need data to back it up. You need to use the business case. I think we sometimes, because as, as I see it, a lot of recruiters understand that this is the case. Like they know the data, they have read the numbers of how sad the recruiting like data actually looks like uh, when it comes to diversity and, and obje- objectivity. Mm-hmm. But then uh, like transforming that and you know helping others to understand it, I think we tend to forget how much we know. Mm-hmm. And then like if you give an argument, you forget that you know the 10 other arguments and follow-up arguments that you know also is included in that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think we need to we need to simplify a lot more. Like what's in it for you if we do it like this? Um, so I think that's like stakeholder management and that kind of converting all like the information that we have and turn it into like simplicity. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really challenging. Um, and then I guess time. I mean, <laughs> hands up if, you're rec- if you are a recruiter with tons of time and, you know, open calendar and can do a lot of things. Uh, I think uh, that's not the case. So just having the time to actually change, to evaluate, uh, to see the progress, that's hard because you're always running for that next hire. Uh, so uh, like one aspect that we have introduced early on here at Alva is that we do hiring retros. So once the position is closed. We have ink on paper. We have a, signed a great candidate. Uh, the entire hiring team gets together, looks at like, okay, what are the stats for this, this role? How do things go? And then all of us go over like, what should, like, what worked well? What didn't work? What should we do until the next time? And then summarize those actions. So like yeah. every hiring process, we have actions to improve. And that's the reason, like that's the biggest reason I would say we're uh, that the fact that we have improved over time, otherwise we would have been stuck in uh, what I believed in or something. Uh, now it's yeah. an, an iteration. Yeah, that's a super super good tip and like very easy to take action on that one as, super as easy. well. Yeah, but hey, you, you mentioned there uh, quickly regarding your own hiring process as as well, and I think kind of if we look at kind of 
big number of companies, I think, for the fair and objective way of hiring, you are kind of there on the on the top 5% for sure, because you have really kind of worked on this topic and you are working with customers on this topic and so forth. But what, what do you think? What, what is the next step that you could take as a company to get even better level in the fair and objective hiring? Oh, that's a brilliant question. Um, there's so much. Uh, I would like us to improve even more in how we write our job ads. Um, mm. I know like, um, I look, there's like good companies that have, you know, like diversity statements and they, you know, blaster that on the job ads. I think there's stuff that we can do around that to, to really showcase like our values around it. So that's one mm. area. Um, one thing that I'm not sure how it relates necessarily to like objectivity and, 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 and biases, but I would like, we're trying out some stuff with, um, uh, trying to showcase who the manager is, uh, so, so that you can like get a better understanding for, is this like a, a job, uh, that would be suitable for me as a position I could work in. Um, and then I think, uh, like we, we still actually don't do um, anonymized applications simply because we have, you know, uh, we do screening questions and we do um, obviously like psychometric tests as a first step. Uh, mm. So the people are kind of move forward in the funnel uh, without it, but that could be something that I actually want to try out how that works. Mm. Um, I think we should do more, uh, even more education for our hiring managers, uh, especially on interviews. Uh, that's an uh, always relevant aspect where, you know, you need to be really good at interviewing. Um, oh, another thing I really want to do is, um, to start preparing the candidates more ahead of the interview. Cause like, mm -hmm. since we do this really like structured interviews, um, I would like to explain more to the candidates of like, why are we doing this? So more like purpose driven, mm -hmm. uh, and involve the candidates in like why we do this. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's, a, there's a, probably a million things more, but those are the ones that are that pop up, uh, when you ask the question. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you got a lot of good ideas about SaaS talent acquisition. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it on your social so others can hear it too. And if you have a topic in mind that you would like me to cover in this podcast, share it with me as well. I'm Samuli, CEO and co-founder in TalentB, where we help fast-growing SaaS companies in their talent acquisition. Make sure to follow us, make sure to follow this podcast and have an awesome week. Bye-bye.